was like heat, heat, like uh, what was the word for that? Like, wait, wait. Heat waves. Why don't we just call them all heat strokes? Because they're not strokes. This is this is this is on the level of your continent question. Yeah. Why don't we just call? Why don't we just call heat? Heat waves, heat stroke. There's no strokes of heat waves. Well, heat strokes are when you get too hot. Yeah. You, you I'm out. too hot right now. Welcome to the Rod Squad, the internet's freshest Fresh. Twilight Zone podcast, where six college students and one former college student Whoa. take you through the TV cult <laughs> horror classic anthology, The Twilight Zone. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Ben. Joined by my lovely co-hosts, Connor, who will be here shortly, but we mm. have here right now... Ashley. Tabitha. Corey. Jamie. And f- our special guest for not only this episode, but for the next as well... Jared. We have to ask him the questions. Yeah, yeah yes. we do. So, questions. What were they? What, what was your major? <laughs> what was your major professor? while you were here? What... What was your major when you're when you're here? What is your favorite episode of the Twilight Zone? And what's your favorite ice cream flavor? The last question is very important. It's how we will judge you. Yep. <laughs> no uh, <laughs> I was a computer science major when I was here. Um, what was the second question? Uh, uh, favorite Twilight episode. Favorite Twilight Zone episode. Probably this one. Perfect. <laughs> and finally, favorite, favorite ice, cream. ice cream flavor. Yep. There is one correct answer. Now I'm scared. According to me, which is what matters. <laughs> there is one correct answer. I mean, anything peanut butter related. Is that's peanut fair. butter flavored ice cream. And yeah, anything with peanut butter in it. Oh, like Reese's or peanut or butter. peanut butter flavored ice cream. Speaking of ice cream, do you know it's something that's always refreshing, cold, and sweet? Wait, you didn't say this is the Joker? Well, this, well, I was... Oh. <laughs> you just ruined... You know what's cold, refreshing, and sweet? My joke of the week! I thought you were going to do the rod entrance and be like... Your jokes are cold. You're right. <laughs> yeah, right. If we were a fashion item, we would be a fedora. Because oh. we're talking about a 1960s television show in a dorm room on God, a Thursday you're right. night. Wow. You're right. Uh. We're a bunch of neck beards. <laughs> oh, God, no. Lady. This is my worst nightmare. Where's Buckley? He disappears. He's, he's, he's on his way lady? from his annual brother meeting. <laughs> Connor's in a oh, frat. He's in a musical frat. <laughs> no. We're just, musical frat. We had a pretty dark episode last week to fill Jared in. We watched one about the Holocaust. It was pretty. It was pretty down in the dumps. It, there was no really redeemable fun factor to it. It was a very dark episode. So I decided let's watch something a little light, a little stupid, a little goofy. And we decided to watch a season five episode, Black Leather Jackets, which means you can get it on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon now. Oh, I think I think still Amazon. The DVD box set. Or you could do, you know, stuff we don't condone, like Scandalous the internet. Things. Don't, don't, don't steal DVDs, but, you know. If you Google it, you'll probably find it, but don't do that. Don't do that. We cannot, <laughs> Rod Squad does not <laughs> exactly how to do it. Uh, don't do exactly yeah. this. <laughs> Before we jump into the, uh, the actual episode, like I was waiting for movies? Connor on this. How was everybody's week? Now that Connor's back, we can do this a little bit. Uh, I don't think that I saw any movies since two weeks ago. Starts with an A. Oh, I saw the movie. I saw Avengers Infinity War. Ow. Who are you, Connor? I didn't hear anything. I hit the chair on the door. What did you say, Al? We saw Avengers Infinity War, and it was an incredible film. We will not spoil anything. I still need to see it. Yeah, but it was incredible. I had a big job interview. That I, how'd, it, how'd it go? Uh, I'm getting the results back tomorrow. Awesome. So, I <laughs> the test. results of the test back. I think I did really, really job. well. But who knows? So yeah, <laughs> I told I told my prospective maybe future boss that I run this show <laughs> in my phone interviews. <laughs> who knows? Maybe we have new fans. <laughs> he doesn't run it. We all do. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Surprise! Lie. He does most of the work. I, I edit. 
I, I edit the last minute, though. But other than that, I'm just gearing up for finals. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. So that was just me spieling about my life. How is everybody else's life going? And did you guys have any Twilight Zone moments recently? Oh, I do. Okay, so <laughs> I was out late Tuesday night taking a walk like around campus and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was chilling over by the, the V-Pack and like the grassy area, you know, just kind of like laying down in the grass. And there were some weird noises going on. Oh. It sounded like an alien invasion. Maybe they were just Ooh. bad music majors. No, it wasn't. It was like a two in the morning. What? Yeah, no, okay. it was just was bad little. music it majors. Was outside and it was coming like over by the hub. The last like two weeks is basically the music majors final week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had two performance finals last week. I had final testing today. I also interviewed for uh, drum major of Millersville's band today. Nice. How'd it go? It went well. I found out the results like probably sometime next week. Probably not before the next episode. So cliffhanger. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. You will find out in September what I am doing next year. Ah, perhaps we are. I will talk about this later. But we are discussing <laughs> summer plans. Oh boy. But yeah, no. I have been. Every every time I get done something, it's like all right. I'm done, and then it's like, crap. <laughs> I have another thing, but, like, it's... It's alright getting it spaced out over, like, two weeks, and I'm yeah. like, y'all will hate me for this, but I'm actually basically done now. Yeah, well, I mean... Yeah, I'm done one of my projects, basically. I got nice. it all printed out. Um, I'm done my photography project. All I have to do is upload them, and then um, I have a few tweaks to my websites to do, but... That's basically it for my finals, then. I have, like, one test, and the rest are projects. So with that, I think we really are ready to jump into this episode now. Uh, yeah, so Rod, take us in. Three strangers arrive in a small town. Three men in black leather jackets in an empty rented house. We'll call them Steve and Scott and Fred, but their names are not important. Their mission is, as three men on motorcycles lead us into the Twilight Zone. Okay, so we open up with this real sick beat. How do you how do you call it, Corey? Slaps. It slaps, and we see these three beautiful gentlemen. Um, on motorcycles, and they end up buying a house. To this sick beat. What they were doing? Yeah, I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah, they're they're moving into okay. the neighborhood. I mean, they rolled on up in <laughs> motorcycles as well. I think that's important. Yes, they they're they're definitely greasers of the time period. You know, <laughs> black leather jackets, yeah. Hi. motorcycles, Roll goggles. Um, and as they're moving in, uh, the whole neighborhood's kind of just staring at them. Doing, being like, you don't belong here. Yeah, they're doing some crazy xenophobia stuff. Like, uh, what are you doing here, you strangers? Get out of here. They are like literally. The one guy stops like cutting the grass just to look at them. Cut the yeah, grass. Cut the grass. That's a inside joke we just That's mentioned on the podcast. <laughs> Guess who's deleting it? No, no. Cut the grass. Cut the grass. And as they're moving in, we only see. What's being delivered is it looks like refrigerators? Was that I think what it was? Boxes. Oh, they look like fridge. I thought they were fridges. No, it it's like fridge. it is. A, it is a fridge. I think they're moving in some of their technical equipment for whatever they're gonna do. In uh, fridges. Yeah. Ooh. Well, they're just boxes. Oh, they look like they're shiny boxes though. So they put up a no. It's Here's the radio boxes antenna. can be shiny. They they're pu- they're cool dudes. So they have a lot boxes. of refrigerators. Or they shiny stay boxes. Cool. Ha 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 ha. They put up their oh. they put up their sick radio antenna, which should be okay, but it interferes with the neighbor's uh, radio signal slash TV signal. You forgot that we find out that they can move things with their eyes. Mm-hmm. We, that is also something that is revealed. In the, zooms in. Yeah, specifically only when the camera zooms in on. Them. Yeah. Yes. Ben, how do you like the cinematography in this one? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes. It was somewhere in between delicious and uh, awe-inspiring. Yeah, but it's weird. It looks like their superpowers only work when there's a camera like three inches from their <laughs> retinas. <laughs> so, 
It's not say, you found my weakness. <laughs> I just put like a wall in between. What are the soft Cyclops from the X-Men? <laughs> yeah, just someone has a hand up and just, just stops just the camera. Just slap the camera out of their face. Oh. F. So we find out that they have some sort of telepathic ability. That's and telepathetic. <laughs> telepathetic. And it's actually telekinetic. Is it? Telekinesis is, is yeah, different. Yeah, telepathy is when you, you can read minds. Yeah. Oh, well, they, right. So it's telekinetic. He comes over and he causes a bit of a stir, uh, questioning about whether they have the right certification to operate a shortwave radio. The ham radio. Ham radio. radio. Have your ham radio license. Ham radio. Yeah, yeah, I agree with Tabs. We should play can we, this. Can we, can we play this conversation? Of course, yes. This is this is a very important conversation. When he, when, he accosts, when he accosts the gentleman about where they're from, uh, they respond with this. Live over next door. Been having a little trouble over there with my electricity. It fades on and off. Now, you boys don't happen to be ham radio operators, do you? <laughs> what's so funny? Big Daddy wants to know what's so funny. Who are you boys, anyway? We are monsters, Daddy-o. We came from outer space. Take us to your leader. Well, just a minute. I will it, Daddy-o, or I'll disintegrate you with my ray gun. Instead of dealing with this old obviously frail man in a polite way, a way that would cause no suspicion, <laughs> what they end up doing is passing him around like a deflated beach volleyball at a boring wrestling event. Open up the pit! They're like... Or they're just like stereotypical high school bullies who don't yeah. know Or they cat passed cat him around like pigskin because they were a ham radio operator. And the misery doesn't stop. Jared, you want to live here? Maybe. When the old man threatens to cause quite a stir with both the lawyers and the police. I'm calling the police. The the three the three gentlemen realize that their fun is over and they use their telepathic powers mm -hmm. to make him change his mind and forget the events that just happened. So then he kind of walks in a comatose state back home, and his wife's like, "Did Don't you talk to him?" Slams himself into the <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, right. <laughs> well. And he goes home, and she's like, "Well, did you talk to him, honey?" And he's like, "I don't know." Well, They're nice that? boys. They're yeah. some nice boys. But we find out they are not nice boys. Mm -hmm. And they're neither nice nor boys. Alright, so, after he's pretty much like, they're nice boys, don't you know, his daughter comes out, and there's our lovely uh, playboy Scott. He comes out on his motorcycle, and she's all impressed, and like, oh my god, the stars are awesome! And he's like, the stars will... That's a guess. We, <laughs> we should play this. This <laughs> yes, yes. is incredible. Why do they do that? Oh, it beats me. Just thank your lucky stars. You don't have to depend on buses to get around. Stars are lucky? Well, you know that old expression. Well, I understand a great deal about the constellations. That is the nature of the galactic structure, but... I mean, I dig stars, but so they're lucky. That's a guess. Yes, yeah, so are you. So after that lovely conversation, he agrees to take her to the library to and in the middle of As the night. She is a college student. In the middle of the night. And Which, she oh. What kind of library is open at we'll we'll talk about that later. I'm getting ahead of myself. Our library? No, our library's only open at midnight. But isn't like the main area isn't that open till like two? Not Sometime. all the time. Yeah, to, like tonight I think we closed at five. She doesn't live on a college campus though. She lives well, she can be a commuter. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. Anyway, ow, that's a needle. <laughs> um, so, as she, they're driving off, her dad ends up seeing it through the window, and he's like, gosh, jolly, I could have driven her. And her mo the mom says something along the lines of, well, like, you're not a cute boy. <laughs> you're not a cute boy with a motorcycle. You're not a handsome young boy with a motorcycle. You are cycle. correct. He <laughs> 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 was not a cute boy. Connor has a handsome young man on a motorcycle on his shirt. Ooh, <gasps> look oh, look at that. Nice. All right, let's So, and then we pan Whoa. to the other house where we see his two brothers or roommates. Brother. Uh, I've seen this, and they, and they, and he, uh, they essentially then go to a sunroom where we see their 
ham radio. Ham radio. And we find out that they are, in fact, aliens. They are aliens the whole time. They're a cell of aliens on Earth looking to do some nefarious things. I think they reveal they're going to poison the water with bacteria. Special alien bacteria. Can we just can we just qualify this by saying that they made it pretty obvious earlier on in the episode that they're like aliens or something? The moment that they had that conversation, like well, what, I thought what? they could have been like X Men, you know? I thought, I thought they were like okay, until they started moving things with their mind. Mm-hmm. I thought they were like Russian. Like Do Russians move this with their I thought I as soon as as soon as uh, the dude had the conversation with the girl, like, what are what are the stars? Why why yeah. that that yeah, that those? made it really obvious to me. I was thinking it before, but it made it really obvious that they're like aliens or some mm-hmm. stuff. I thought like when they were <laughs> passing the guy around, they yeah. like they could be aliens, but like they could be joking at the same time. Yeah, joke like, aliens. <laughs> They're kind of upset that their bro is uh, ditching them, you know. I'd for use a lady. The, I would use the famous saying, but I don't because know. Because Saturdays that's are for okay. the boys. There Saturdays are for the boys. And so we we fade out into him hanging out with this girl, and instead of actually going to the library, they end up in um what are those things called? I guess I was not. I was thinking of rhombus. That's where my brain went. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so they go to rhombus. Do you know? Do you guys? Have you ever watched the Simpsons episode where they're playing Scrabble? And, uh, Scrabble. Why I'm going through some, some Scrabble, and he comes up with a fake word about Homer. Oh, it's Quajibo. Quajibo, <laughs> and it's like a fat ape-like man like you, Homer. Quajibo. I'm gonna splice that in. My turn. Quajibo. K W Y J I B O. 22 points, plus triple word score, plus 50 points using all my letters. Game's over, I'm out of here. Wait a minute, you little cheater. You're not going anywhere until you tell me what a quidgy-bo is. Quidgy-bo. Uh, a big, dumb, balding North American ape with no chin. And a short temper. I'll show you a big, dumb, balding ape. Uh-oh, quidgy-bo on the way. So they get to this. Quajibo. Gazebo. No, I was I was saying it like Oh yeah, Quajibo. It's And she's like, This place is important to me, blah blah blah. And he's like, Cool. And then she's like, Well, I better go. And then this is when he uses his telekine telekinesis? Tele yeah, telekinesis. I don't even know what it is at this point. He's literally moving time. And well he could have just reached over. Yeah, yeah, he didn't move time. He didn't move time. He's a spaceman, yeah. he's not Doctor Who. So they end up spending lots and Isn't lots Doctor of... Doctor Who a spaceman, yeah. too? Yeah, he is a spaceman. Doctor Who! Doctor Who! Oh my god. I'm pushing It's like a big diagram, like spaceman. Yeah, we need to... Not Doctor Who. Alright, so... Join it. This is, I believe, we fade back out. And we're kind of are seeing the progress that the aliens are making. I think this is when they kind of really go into detail what they're doing. And the main alien guy's like, where's your brother? And they kind of are making excuses that he's hanging out with this girl. And then we see that they, they see them hanging out. And this is when they go to date two. Once again, it's late at night for some reason or another. And they're off on this blanket. Mm-hmm. And, um... They are just talking about... He, he kind of brings up the point, like, you're so awesome, why does the rest of the world stink, and how are you alive? And she she kind of doesn't understand the question, or at least, it, like, she's kind of just like, this is your planet too, dweeb, and he, he kind of scares her just being, like, really no. condescending, I, I guess. I remember he asked specifically, do you know what the word love means? Yeah. yeah. So he goes on this whole spiel about the media and all the fake news. Uh, we're gonna let that play out right now. Cool. And um, time once again progresses, and she she ends up telling her father like this guy's acting weird. He keeps telling me, he told me he's like an. Or wait, no, no. I'm well, sorry. no, you're getting ahead of yourself. I'm getting very ahead of myself. What happens next? What happens um, next? So he Are goes back. Huh? He no. Because he, he ends up heading back, right? And then... He goes back, and that's when they kind of interrogate him. Like, 
isn't it? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they interrogate him about her, and he's like, well, she's good, like, we shouldn't... Maybe we, we shouldn't, shouldn't eradicate him in the planet. And they're like, we're too deep. <laughs> and they're like, well, the majority are a bunch of murdering Can buttons. we just talk about how they were, like, they were talking for, like, five days, and they're yeah. like, oh, we're in love, we shouldn't... We shouldn't kill the entire human race because of one person I talked to. God, I wish they would kill the entire human race. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he goes to her window. Oh, that's what... And he turns on her light with his... Brain. Yeah, yeah with his with camera his zoomy power. eyes. <laughs> his stalker powers. And then she's like, Scott, what are you doing? And he's like, I need to talk to you, it's important. Come down here. And she's like, okay. And then the... Um, rest of the neighborhood posse rides up on their bikes in their black leather jackets and he hides oh, in the bushes. Yeah, he runs and hides in a bush. Yeah. Like, obviously they saw him drunk <laughs> yeah. They live right next like, door. They have brain powers. Yeah. Didn't they just sense him? Like, they knew where he was when he was out on the date with her. Why couldn't they just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they Scott, we see split. you in that bush. Yeah. The camera just wasn't there to zoom, boys. <laughs> Scott, yeah. please. Half of you is sticking out. Just <laughs> give it up. <laughs> just go away. Okay, and after that, he uh, he kind of like accosts her about I, running away yeah. and like getting out of there, to the point where she's very frightened. She uh, she talks to her father about it. The father calls the cops. No, he calls a he calls. No, he, he does call the cops. Oh, I thought it was a dog. The cop He's turns like, out. Well, this is where the twist comes in. The cop turns out to be one of them. Scott comes to the door, and he's like, "Hey." Like, I need to talk to you. Like, okay, no. Before then, the the cop comes to the house, and he's like, what's wrong? And he's like, yeah, the guy next door is, like, losing it. Yeah. Yeah. And then Scott comes banging in, and he's like, hey. (laughs) And he's like, um, oh my gosh, I gotta talk to you. And then he comes in, and it's an uh uh-oh, because... He knows the guy that is the police officer. And he's like, oh, well, what's going to happen there, young fellow? Tell us. Young other human. (laughs) So he's sent to an insane asylum, which is. uh, Supposedly. I'm I'm assuming they're like, his people are just arresting him. The end of last week's episode, too, actually. And uh, last week's episode, I think. Return to Daha. Death's Hand Revisited. Return to Daha, whatever it is. I think it's Death's Hand Revisited. Yeah, those Taha. Anyway, so uh, we got a little thing going on. And uh, the episode ends with a very bleak notion that the world is going to be infected by alien... Be careful when you drink water. Alien bacteria, and everybody's going to die. He said, Hydrate and dihydrate. Whoa! It's a win-win! <laughs> <laughs> and you know what we say to that, Corey? And so concludes our plot discussion. If that seemed convoluted from our end, it was. You try watching the episode. Try actually watching the episode yourself. It's always a good prereq to watch the episode before you listen to us. But Rod's gonna take us out too. Definitely do it. And before we jump to general thoughts, Rod, take us out. Portrait of an American family on the eve of invasion from outer space. Of course, we know it's merely fiction. And yet, think twice when you drink your next glass of water. Find out if it's from your local reservoir, or possibly it came direct to you from the Twilight Zone. It is time for general thoughts. Your thoughts, but generalized. We like starting each of our general thought segments with major themes before we get into fun stuff. So I have... I have... I think I have a good three for this episode, if anybody else has... Some you can jump in. First of all, so bad it's good. How to make a good bad movie or TV show? <laughs> Written by Tommy Wiseau. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is very clearly. Can we get bad. Tommy Wiseau as our special guest? <laughs> guest listen, listen, here's the thing. I feel very strongly about it. You cannot try to make something so bad it's good. If you right. do that, it just happens. It's just not going to be good. I agree with that. I think that you have to. I think you have to be blind to the notion that your product is, like, the worst to make it good. I.e. the room. A cult... Cl- I don't even... Is it... Is, is it, it more than classic? a cult classic at this point? Is it, it just... It's referred to it's just as a cult classic. A classic? I, but I think, like, it has a fairly widespread audience. Sorry. 
I think it has a fairly widespread audience. Though. Yeah, it's 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 not a cult classic anymore. Yeah, I think it's just a it's just a classic. It's just, it's a, just a bad movie that's good. So would we consider this episode bad? That's so bad it's good, or is it? Just good. <laughs> I would say it's so bad it's good. It's, it's very so clearly not good. <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, it's, it's not. It's not like. I mean, there's like a frame of an interesting plot there, but everything that was done with it was really memey or just bad. You yeah, that's why it's so bad. Thing? It's good. Yeah, and like every, it kept me entertained, which it kept me entertained, which like a lot of yeah, bad I didn't things don't stop. do. Stop watching it. Like, <laughs> like normally when I'm watching a bad thing, I'm like, ugh. So can something be so bad it's good, but then eclipse that and be bad again? Have you ever run into something like that? The or, room. But it's that's enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I feel so. like I feel like when it's so bad it's good. At when it gets to a certain point of badness, it's a uh, it's it's a novelty for a little bit, like Birdemic. I think boring bad is the worst kind. Yeah, that's yeah. that is boring bad. Yeah, like even if it's bad. on the bad level of the room, if it's boring, it's just bad. Mm-hmm. What makes the room interesting is it's not well written, but it's everything the pacing bad. is incredible. <laughs> that's why Birdemic is like it's it's it's, it's a novelty for a little bit, and, and then, then by like, the end of the movie, it's very it's draining. <laughs> Same with The Incredible Bulk, which I, is a free movie. And then I know you I know you hate CinemaSins, but the CinemaSins video on Birdemic is like actually a really Bulk? good one because he just he just he inserts so much why am I doing this into yeah. it. Okay, second, fifties counterculture, clearly a fun, interesting movement. What are some other great cultural or kind of social movements of all time in your opinion? The mean? No, mean culture is a thing. North Core. And I will argue this until... Well, it has been since, what, World War One. Not like it is today. Well, with Kilroy was here, was big, in either World War One or World War Two, and that's what, like, scholars call the first official meme. Christianity is a meme. We are cutting that out. No, no, no. By by the literal definition of meme, Christianity is a meme. You can't say organized religion is a meme. Well, what is the literal definition of a meme is an idea that spreads throughout a culture. But that's you can't associate that with organized religion. No, because it's it's it's. I feel like organized religion is a meme. Has to be humorous. Yeah, I do not like that definition of meme. A meme has to be a like humorous. I would say breathing keeps you alive. Is Literally, it? Yeah. I would say that a meme is just a humorous <laughs> fad or an abstract. We breathe, therefore, we meme. <laughs> it's an abstract way of looking at something. I, don't like know. A, I think that's a fair functional definition, but by the literal dictionary definition. I just I don't know I don't know I don't like the dictionary stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, there's a there's a difference between like the actual definition of a meme and like what a meme is, because like. A meme could be like any could be anything that's like a funny like a joke thing that's just the same running joke over and over again. But I think it's it's become different these days with the rise of the internet culture. Yeah, of course. And I would I would say that you can't have memes in the way we view them today without the internet. Of course, yeah, that has skyrocketed the whole idea. I want to ask Jared a question. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, Jared is, um, a caster, and he also plays, not professionally or anything, but he plays League of Legends, and has a very big, what's called, esports following, so it's basically, like, this sports-like tournament. Jared, um, are you a celebrity? No. My, like a, he's like a, like You're a, a celebrity in life. Excellent celebrity? Aww. No, that sounds like you do porno. No, that's that's offensive to him. I say you're like a solid endless, endless celebrity, endless celebrity. Endless. Oh, look at that. So, um, so League of Legends has a very big professional scene. It's considered an esport. There are other games like Overwatch, um, Hearthstone. Counter Strike. Everything really. Yeah. Fortnite. Smash. Fortnite. Um, Fortnite. Fortnite. Fortnite's coming dropping, out. Bro. Um, I think Smash would be another. Yeah, really for sure. Well Counter Counter Strike. So, Jared, would you consider esports a counterculture, and why? 
I don't know if I'd consider it a counterculture because it wasn't made in a way to counter anything. It just is it, a, is it a social culture though? It is, it is, a, it is it's, its a own culture. culture. It's a subculture. It's, it's a subculture. Culture. Yeah. culture. But I would define a counterculture as something that's like opposing yeah. something specific. Well, and this opposing real sport. It's as, yeah, not, that's what though. I was thinking. Wait, wait. I'm an anthropologist. Yes. Uh, well, I'm just learning to be an anthropologist. You're close enough. Um, <laughs> so, so I'll take it. It's like how I'm learning to be a musician. I'm basically a musician. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just nobody so, takes you seriously until you get the degree. <laughs> and then they don't take you seriously. Yeah, after <laughs> They take you even less seriously. Yeah, art majors, am I right? <laughs> so a counterculture is kind of defined as uh, like subculture that... Usually, it doesn't go against society, but it usually holds values that is in opposition of uh, the current like like culture. So, like that's what I was thinking, like with that question, because a lot of people don't consider video gaming to be as in high merit as traditional sports. Yeah, I would say I would say it's not as much of a counterculture anymore, just because of how widely accepted it is. But I think. At its conception, it like, could have been considered. It's not there competing was... against regular sports, though. I don't think but there was there's ever no a... competition. Correct me if I'm well, wrong, Jerry there's... and Jamie, because I know you guys are probably a little more adept in that. It's, but not, I don't it's think definitely they... not, it's not competing, competing with yeah. traditional well, counterculture sports. Is never, it's but, not about competing. But it was it's just never. It's competing with kind of, I guess, stigmas. Yeah. Around. Yeah, I mean, oh, there's yeah. there's stigmas that are attached to it that we have to fight against, but. I don't think it was. It was created because people wanted to compete right. against each other, not to become some kind of opposition to regular. Yeah, sports. Mm-hmm. but there's no there's no competing against like. The, well, that's why I don't think it would be 60, counterculture. Well, no, but I'm saying to be counterculture is not like competing. What you're doing is it's a backlash I, against the societal ideas not, at the time. That's not competing. Is. You're competing against societal ideas. That's not competing. You're so standing up against. Call, or what is it? Counterculture is yeah. just basically a call out. Or a is that what it's it's a it's a it's aggravated response to a societal norm (laughs) or just actively choosing not to be a part of societal norm and creating trying to create your own societal norm. So if you think of like the sixties. Yes. yes, like the hip. That's gotcha. the the hippie movement was a counterculture. But the Amish yeah. are also considered a counterculture. Are they really? Yes, that's yeah. super interesting. Wouldn't hmm. we be considered a counterculture? No, the Amish would be because they there's there's such well they're much smaller yeah. and yeah, we have a, it would electricity. Be, they live in our world. <laughs> So, Jared, going back to the esports thing, do you think yeah. those stigmas are American only? Because I know a lot of esports are no. based in Eastern Asia. Are, is there stigmas about that over there? Or is the culture They're, different to where that's like more accepted as a profession? It kind of depends. It is definitely more accepted in Asian cultures. They picked it up a lot easier because it just seems like they're more open to that. In America, I think, especially because there's such a love for physical sports, and Europe has some of this as well, there's such a love for physical sports that the idea of esports being considered in that realm is, to them, insulting. Mm-hmm. Like, um, there was just an article in the New York Times, like, a few days ago, wasn't it? It was online. I don't know if it was in the physical copy, but it was about, like, esports, and it was... Kind of super condescending. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I can imagine that entirely because there's still this stigma of. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, like it's a bunch of guys sitting in a basement. Yeah, in like smelly dudes sitting in their mom's basement. You know. Yeah, and eating hot pockets. It's not true because these guys make a lot of money. These they have, they make a lot of money and they still eat hot pockets. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they are sponsored by hot. They are so sponsored. The big question. What's wrong with hot pockets? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. What is Nothing. The problem they don't get hot on the inside sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the inside is either ice microwave. or molten <laughs> lava. The, the issue with hot pockets is you're wasting your time with them. <laughs> um, so, to well, kind of... Well, oh, well, no, no, like, we're not done with that. <laughs> hot pockets are great. Hot pockets are a godsend. But, like, if we're talking about, if we're talking about, like, counterculture versus subculture, like, I'm the biggest example of that. I paid like a thousand dollars to run around on the football field playing an instrument last summer. 
Well, is that, like, is that counterculture? It, it, I know it's. Just, I don't know if that would be a counterculture at all. It would be a subculture because yeah. because you, you're working in accordance to the higher culture. If that makes sense. What do you mean? Like the American culture. That's a part of the American culture. If you're that supporting makes sense. the football team. Yeah, you're yeah. not. Music. You're not. Yeah, you're not rioting against mm-hmm. the football team. Like you're doing it right. you're in support. Participating. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the well, way. in the drum corps subculture, there is no football. Well, then you guys are just performing. You're just art, yeah. That would you're, you're just artists. artists. So, uh, just to connect this to modern day, I've noticed a trend in popular music recently where a lot of black artists or artists of color are really embracing their culture and kind of going against your cookie cutter. You know, no offense to fans out there, but your cookie cutter Taylor Swift or Demi Lovato or uh, Justin Timberlake, Maroon Five. You're kind of like white pop artists. They're really embracing a lot of a lot of african beats if you look at drake's one dance with Wizkid, who is a who is a african producer i think he's from nigeria nigeria is a nigerian producer uh rihanna is really embracing beyonce is uh janelle monet just dropped an incredible record where she it's a lot about her sexuality and just it's an incredible record and i just think there's kind of this counterculture of being unapologetically black in your art Against kind of maybe a more white dominated field. Yeah. Would you argue? Would you argue that's a counterculture? That in our well, yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't, that, yeah. isn't that the exact point of To Pimp a Butterfly? Yes, To Pimp a Butterfly is all about is all about that. J Cole's new record KOD is all about how drugs are affecting well, the black community. Yeah. So it, well, it's a part of the counterculture that was started in the late eighties with, with NWA and Public Enemy. It just it dropped out because of the. We were actually just talking about this in my Latino Studies class because of the LA riots that happened. Producers stopped. Uh, supporting music like that because they were like, well, we're not going to make money off of the right. white population because they're going to associate this move, move, music with billions of dollars and damage and stuff. It's like a stuff. racial fear yeah, that yeah. we're finally getting over. That we're, f- uh, that, and we have a whole new resurgence if you look at like Chance and stuff that are people that are self-producing yeah, chance, and able to self-produce. Right, right. It's, a, it's a whole different And Chance is game. redefining soul music too. I mean, definitely a hot-button topic right now, but Kanye as well is, like, really making moves out there, doing a lot of his own stuff. Uh, I think a lot of this has to do with kind of the the kind of birth of the Black Lives Matter movement. We're going to stay neutral on this. I definitely have. You probably avoid that topic. Well, that's why we're staying neutral on it. I mean, you can't ignore it. Well, it's the resurgence of the. I def because we're trying to stay out of politics. I definitely I know that Tabs and I have very similar opinions on it. I think everybody in this room. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody (laughs) here has has very similar opinions on it, which you know I know some of our some of our audience (laughs) may be a little more right leaning, so we will we will not go deep into that. But I think there's kind of like this new movement of with with. Uh, the, the black population of America. It's the same thing that NWA. They they were upset with the LAPD and they were able to speak their mind about it. Now we're we're seeing that happen again. Right. I think it's great. It's producing a crazy ton of amazing music, which is and movies. Moonlight was mm-hmm. fantastic, mm-hmm. which is all so about good. being all about your race. Um, uh, we mentioned Strong Island two weeks ago in our last episode. That's that's, that's a, a lot about race. It's a great documentary. And even though it's super mainstream, Black Panther wouldn't have happened. Black, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Black Panther was a huge thing. And considering how well it did, too. Like yeah, that was really that was surprising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was great to like see, because I went, I, I live in Philly, so my movie theater that I go to regularly has a very diverse audience, and it was great to see, like, the majority of the the black popu- like population in that theater like excited about a superhero because every other movie is just a white superhero mm-hmm. and it's like refreshing to finally have a movie not for me <laughs> you know yeah. where like and it's and it's, it's nice to see these these young kids of color be able to look up to a hero who is like them where I've had like every other I've had Spider-Man my whole life and like every other superhero and it's more than just a hero it's looking up to the entire Wakandan culture right because yeah. like you could you could say I know he wasn't a main character but like they had Falcon and they had right, Fury, yeah. but like the creating an entire creating an entire African con- country culture that that completely goes against the, the stereotype. They're is, not poor. Is huge. They're, they're not they're, they're the, most, the most advanced yeah. country in the world. Talk. But, <laughs> had Colin, 
colonialism. It, obviously not to that level, just because we're not technologically there. Colonialism in Africa, had that never happened, Africa oh, would have reached levels of that they today. They have, like, a third of the world's raw materials. They were also, they were one of the higher, like, civilizations well, they had, way they back had, when. They had gorgeous culture. I mean, you can see that in artifacts mm. at museums. Like, they had a very vibrant... You can see it in Egypt. Vibrant, like, looking yeah. at Egypt. You, they had very because vibrant, interesting cultures. Yeah, exactly. The, the, uh, and it was destroyed by white colonizers who didn't want any of that. Oh, well, they didn't want it to be known that it was uh, African-American. And then they ruined Africa permanently by just drawing fake lines. Well, well, they did that, and the the Atlantic slave trade Mm -hmm. took so much of the population that Mm -hmm. cultures died. You know, people fought each other to try to survive and, you know, not become the slaves to be the traitors, and it just killed their economy. I, I, I'm running a paper about this right now, so that's why. I'm going to keep us... Oh, oh sorry. No, you go first. <laughs> All right, one more thing. We're going to keep chugging along. Yeah, just going back to, like, um, kind of artists of color kind of coming out and making music now since they are kind of coming off the Black Lives Matter movement. I think historically that's happened with a lot of other minorities Mm -hmm. too like you had the riot girl movement in the 1990s when feminism like when third wave feminism was kind of starting to um pick up and then you had like 80s in the 80s when like um the lgbtq culture yeah even now with a lot of like trans musicians Mm -hmm. and ace musicians and They, it's becoming more of like a, yeah. a gender focus rather than just sexuality, yeah. which is really cool. Let's move on to point number three, and then I'll close that section, and I'll open it to anybody else who has any themes. Uh, what is this episode a commentary on? Is it really just a commentary on the beatnik society and the youth that Rod was kind of poking fun at? Or do you think it was about uh, the fear that of foreigners moving in, maybe a different race yeah. or sexuality? I think it was kind of, um, like, the more of the story was don't make generalizations right. about people, because, like, the aliens come in, and they're all like, oh, everybody must be terrible, and then the one finds out that, oh, no, everybody's not terrible. Right, right. This was definitely about foreigners. Like, when was yeah. this like, yep. this yep. is 100%. <laughs> well, that's, I'm uh, for the next there's episode. a lot of specific episodes that Rod does that is clearly about the Red Scare. Yeah, the, uh, the one we watch next week, The Obsolete Man is about communism. Um, uh, number 12 looks just like you is about uh, communism in a sense. Yeah, kind of. I about, see you that. know, that's uniform. one of my favorite episodes. Yes. I, have a, I have a question. So when Rod, because this, this will kind of define my answer. When, when this came out, was Rod aiming for this to be a comedic episode, or was this supposed to be serious? That's another thing. I, th- I don't know. Because if it was I supposed think... to be comedic, then I would say he was just poking fun at, like, the youth. It seemed a little serious, though, you know? But if yeah, there were kids, I would say that it was, like, supposed to be serious. But, like, the Twilight Zone isn't, right? No, it's it is. It's, it's family. For, it's for generally for, like, I would rate the show, in when it came out, PG-13. For now, kids can watch it, but for the time when, you know, we were exposed to less, PG-13. I think maybe, I think maybe it really was just about beatniks and we're just calling, kind of drawing conclusions in a post-Cold War. Well, yeah, why but, lie? The but, Cold War's but, still but going was on. was this episode supposed to be it's serious or funny? It's just a different Yeah, because I think that would but, change but, the answer. Yeah, but was this supposed to be serious or funny? We don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't find anything. Rob's yeah. dead. We can't ask. Yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> raise him from the dead <laughs> just to. Hey man, I've been, I've been looking for a reason to get into necromancy, <laughs> so like this is the perfect opportunity. All right, we're gonna move on to our middle section. I forgot to do something at the beginning. I did a little more analysis, and I have a list of all the tens we've given so far. Ooh. Ashley. Connor and I are tied in first place Ooh. for two ten episodes. Uh, Tabitha has one episode, and then Corey and Jamie have yet to deliver a ten. Maybe that'll change tonight. What episode did I give a ten? Uh, last week's. Uh, no, 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 not last week's. The, the week last before. one you were here the for. The Man in a Bottle. Man yeah, in a Bottle. That was yeah. a good one. <laughs> Corey, as our in-house WWE scholar, uh, <laughs> viewer, and wrestling god... It is time for the 
Which got him real, real heat in in Bulgaria. So, uh, he was Russian, he was an illegal alien, uh, communism, blah, blah. So, we are watching... Which? Greatest War of Rumble. We're what, watching... What is Rusev's crying moment? Probably when he <laughs> won his US title back in, like, 2015. We are watching SummerSlam 2014. He had a flag match with Jack, with Swagger. Jack Swagger. Which he won. And he won. He raised the... <laughs> I think he was Rush. Russian. Yeah, he was yeah. Russian. Because Jack Swagger is the All-American. Yeah, of course he was he, Russian. He, he wanted Russian. to win the match. So we're watching SummerSlam. We, we, oh, sorry, we watched SummerSlam 2014. Right. My bad. Then I hate you a little bit for that yeah. joke. <laughs> Corey, oddly enough, we're also throwing it back to you for the oof moment of the week. Somehow. I don't know how you did it, but you won. Because I'm that good. Okay, well... So what is the oof moment of the week? So I'm going to need a bit of a representation here. Okay. So the moment I'm referring to is when the man walked in the door at the beginning. <laughs> mm-hmm. We happen to have a man in the room who likes to walk into things. So I'd like Connor Buckley to stand up, please. Stand up, please. I'm being bullied. <laughs> I'd like you to walk over to the door. I'd like you to walk in. And when... Oh, 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 pause, 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 pause. When he hits the door, I would like us to say oof. Okay, yeah, here we can go. Can we do that? Yes. What? Where is he going? You're supposed to hit it, not open it. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I was afraid those were Yeah, I was afraid. Oh, no. <laughs> that was the first ever visual audio Live. moment. Yeah. Live. This is ASMR. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> well, after that. By the way, I did actually chirp getting home. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I wasn't faking that. Like it was dramatic. <laughs> also How did, dramatic. Moving on to the second part of themes. How did we like the? Uh, how did we just like the episode? Uh, you know, directorial wise, acting wise. I liked it. I thought it was fun. It was yeah. fun. It was, it was fun. a trip. It was, nice. it was absolute think, trash, but the kind of trash that you end up, you know, was, using. Diving. It, it was very good. So it was, it was a Ben Vlam episode. <laughs> yeah, Aww. it's like it's like finding so usable funny. insulin in the Domino's uh, <laughs> Domino's dumpster that you can give to your diabetic cat. <laughs> give it to myself <laughs> I thought overall you know cinematography was terrible mm-hmm. really bad beautiful wow I thought the dramatic zoom ins were yeah, they were hilarious I think that was the memeiest part of the yeah, episode acting was god awful it wasn't um, that bad directing didn't make a lick of sense sound design was weird uh, and that the, song slapped. The visual, the visual, the visual effects were okay, and that's why it's an absolute classic. So now it is time for. Bios and trivia. Tabs and disappointments. I was thinking about I'm my bully so on the border. We had bullies. So, as always, we start with bios. This was. Written by Earl Hammer Jr., he wrote the screenplay for Charlotte's Web, which Aww. is a, a great that, movie for oh, my childhood. That movie made me cry. This is the first of eight episodes we'll see from him, all of which somehow end up being terrible or so bad they're good, so I'm ready. maybe it's a theme. This was directed by Joseph M. Newind. I think it's a Newin. I, I, I spelled it very correctly. I can't see <laughs> he is dead. This is one of four Twilight Zones he'll direct, and he's done literally nothing with, with his career. And oh. this, is, this is the first of four. Lee Kusolving as Scott. He's dead. Uh, he died at age 36 of a mystery illness. Ooh, water was poisoned. Yeah. 
Shelly Faberis as Ellen. Um, she's an Emmy winner for a TV show that I don't know. Wow. What is it called? I didn't write it down. I, li- I actually don't know. He, he also can't read it. Does not know. Does not know. Michael. I, read. I don't know why I didn't write this. I didn't write this last guy's name. I don't know why. I just have Michael <laughs> as Michael. Steve. Michael. Michael was Steve. Michael was Steve. He's actually still alive. He was in. Good oh, job, ma- no, 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 never mind. He, he's he's dead as a doornail. Jk. <laughs> yeah, he's dead as a doornail. Oh, actually, I don't know. So maybe. Oh, Michael, mystery life. Potential yeah. F. Shelly is alive. Michael is maybe. He was he was the pilot in the movie Castaway. That was his last big role. Wait, really? he, he doesn't want to go. Yeah. Oof. Denver Pyle as Stu. He's dead, and he literally just did cowboy stuff. That's what I wrote down. Dude, good for him. And yeah, like actual cowboy stuff? Like no, cowboy TV shows. He was yeah. literally he was a, a cowboy. cowboy. <laughs> and Grant McGrew? Tom Giller, Gillian as Fred. And this is his only, this is like one of what, three acting credits. He was one of which the. One was Steve? I only know who Scott was. Scott was the young buck who was in love. Steve was, was the leader. One of the brothers and Steve was the leader, and Fred was the other brother. Did Fred do anything? But what about Jeff? Like, what about Jeff? <laughs> 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 Moving over trivia from IMBD and DB. IMDB. The motorcycles used were 1964 Harley Davidsons, and uh, apparently the actors were told s- specifically not to mess around with them on set, and they did wheelies anyway. Just at me next time. I don't really know what it meant, but the one guy in an interview talked about having one of the bikes having a suicide clutch, which means you could probably go a lot faster and do more dangerous stuff. Uh, sounds like not a good thing. Yeah. It sounds like... It's basically a, like a hack. No. It's, I believe, it's like a hack on Encyclopedia Jerry. Here, yeah, let's look it up. So he said that his bike I, I had the, that. I know the name of it. And it was not great. Well, Ashley's looking up. We'll swing over to Mark Scott Zickery's oh, for suck. the Twilight Zone Companion Volume 2 Electric Boogaloo. He literally wrote nothing except that it sucked. And from Mark Grahams Jr. unlocking a door to a television classic. This was originally called Love Story. That was the original name of the script. And uh, that giant eyeball that you see was originally supposed to just be a metal mask. So, what would you guys have preferred? The eyeball metal we got metal or the metal mask. mask that we didn't? I don't know. Those, I, those I are pretty stupid, so I want to. Options C? Yeah. Yes. So, let's what move on to eyeball? what ripped this off. Where should we start? Hold on, wait. So, a suicide... Encyclopedia, actually. Yeah, so a suicide clutch... Uh, was it's actually just called a jockey shifter, and it, what it meant is it refers to a motorcycle's foot-operated clutch and hand shifter to change the gears. So like, uh, it's just I'm assuming it's just a clutch. So like when you you um if you have like a manual car mm-hmm. like stick shift, you have to you have the gas, the brake, and then the clutch. Right. And to shift gears, you have, you to, have to hold the, the, the clutch, clutch too. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so older motorcycles, you would. Like, newer ones, you just have to move your feet. Right. And the older ones, you had to move the foot and the hands at the same time. And it was called the suicide one because you could mess it up severely and get hurt. F. Nice. Alright, so I was completely and utterly wrong. It's okay, That's fine. So what ripped this off? Did anything? I got it. I got it. Ben's favorite movie, The Host. (laughs) <laughs> ripped it off. Because aliens and bacteria? No, because the aliens invade to take over because they believe that uh, humans are, like, harmful to the planet. And then it turns out that <laughs> one of the... Are. Well, yeah, and <laughs> well, one of the aliens decides to... That's uh, like, it falls in love with a human. That's a little bit like... Uh, I, I can't say this. Never mind. Extract. That's a, that's a little like a movie that I'm not allowed to talk about as well. Good. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, any motorcycle movie, really? You know? <laughs> uh, what's the one with the ghost motorcycle? Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. <laughs> 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 the guy with the ghost? <laughs> the guy with the ghost. Motorcycles. Oh, I got one, I got one. Um, in being Puppy Cat, 
when like she puts the helmet on um, Puppy Cat and he's like, I'm not cute, I'm tough, I want to wear a jacket. And then she like brings out her baby jacket and it says like Pooh Monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we scrap this and start a Puppy Cat podcast? Yes. <laughs> no. Did Honestly, I ever show you our Bee and Puppy Cat costumes? So, I, I don't know, really, uh, I, I don't think, I think everything and nothing simultaneously ripped us off, you know? The room? Yeah. The room, maybe. Because I mean, it's so bad, it's good. Tommy oh, Wiseau is probably an alien. Mm-hmm. Probably. Star Wars yet? Definitely an alien. No, I, every... Probably, definitely. It just seems like it's a, con, it's just a contrived, like, idea from, like, every single alien invasion plot of, like, the... the 20th century. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the fifth wave. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about it coming in through waves. That one you're gonna. There are aliens in that one. That is not a concrete, (laughs) concrete connection. Why someone doesn't own aliens? That's incredible. I don't know. I I had a few when we were actually going through the episode that have been totally lost on me now. I got kind of Romeo Romeo and Juliet vibes from this. Romeo and Juliet. I mean, (laughs) just because they were like, oh, I love you in five days. We can't be together. And now we're dead. Everybody dies. I thought the same thing, honestly, because it's like... A lot of modern zombie films as well. A lot of like the virus travels through X and kind of how the bacteria works. Did the zombies fall in love with the main characters. Yeah. The B movie. So even even in one of the worst Twilight Zones, you can kind of see a lot of just, uh, a lot of influence. It's there's really so many there's so many basic TV tropes that go right. along with it. So of course there's going to be the some. outsiders. The whole yeah, sure, thing. yeah. Any, like, tough guy, you know, uh, guy, guys and dolls. The, no, the, West Side Story. Is the, the guys and dolls. SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> Anything. Now right? that we're men. Yeah. No, no, the, the, the time the motorcycle gang comes through and it's going to be the wild ones, but they're actually... dressed in black, they call them the Outsiders. The NWO. WCW ripped off the Twilight Zone. Honestly, the way WCW ran their company, it should have been an episode of the Twilight Zone. F. Okay, so I think we, with our answer of pretty much everything due to the corniness of this episode, we can move away from what ripped this off. Ha ha, yes. Into ratings. This has like a 6 on IMDb. I think it's like around a 6.8, 6.9. So this is the 152nd worst episode out of 156 total episodes. Wait, the 152nd worst, which means it's like the 4th best, which is accurate. (laughs) Um, No, because that's what I say. That's literally what I say. So this is, we have literally hit, we have literally hit bottom of the barrel here. And that's why I'm giving it a 10. (laughs) Are you really giving it a I think, Benjamin. Is this, I think is this, this episode movies? is incredibly funny. <laughs> I don't think you have to watch every Twilight Zone with a critical eye. I think you can, for the goofier ones, you can really sit back and enjoy them. And that's an episode that never gets boring I'm for so me. glad to hear you say that. I that's, think that is the least Ben Blam thing I know. That's <laughs> the least Ben Blam thing He's the ever. alien! I'm so Ooh, happy to hear you look at something. Don't drink your water, kids. So, I was the alien. It's really Pacific Rim. Yes, it is. It is exactly like Pacific Rim, where I am not. Go, I, ne- I didn't go into this expecting something serious, or mm-hmm. it's deep like thing, yeah, deep. Meaning. I expected this to be dumb, and I got what I wanted. And for <laughs> that, I'm giving it a ten. Uh, there were no robots punching aliens. There was motorcycles. You're right. <laughs> All right, I guess we'll do it. Uh, We'll just go in... Under last, I have no idea. Ashley's direction. Oh, boy. Um, I'm gonna give it a 6.5, just because I think it's very entertaining, uh, but I can also seek that comedy by just going on, like, YouTube roulette and just kind of randomly clicking videos. Right. Okay, daddy go. Um, but I do <laughs> love that line. That line is my life. The, we're from space, daddy o So, space so that, that's the only reason there's, like, the six points, because of that, that line. I'm gonna give it an eight. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. I thought it was fun. Could have been better. But, you know, it was great. I'm gonna give it a seven point six two. You are <laughs> actually the worst. <laughs> no, 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 no. Do, do like a seven point five. Seven point five. Seven point four. Rounded down. Yeah, dude. Um, any uh, any reason? It was pretty funny, but 
Nothing too spectacular. So you want to put five? No, did I so six point five. You can't change. Uh, <laughs> we'll skip over to Jamie. We'll do the guest last. I'm in agreement with Corey. I'm gonna give it a seven point five. I enjoyed a point it. Five. It was <laughs> what? Seven. Point five. Seven. Oh, I, I totally didn't hear you say that. I didn't hear her say it either. But I, I heard it. Him, point five. It was enjoyable, it was nice, but it didn't blow my mind. And I agree with Ben, you know, Twilight Zone doesn't always have to be serious, but it was just kind of a, it was a shrug. Yeah. Connor? It was, it was memes, it was, it was something nice (laughs) to watch, like, during my one hour break of time today. It was kind of awful at the same time. But I was I was mildly entertained for the entire time, which is something that I can't Most say about things do. A, about a, about a lot of the Twilight Zones we watched. They just some of them dragged so much, and yeah. this one didn't. And I, was, <laughs> I am the night color me black. Uh, that being said, I will give it a solid seven. And finally, our special guest Jared. Uh, we're giving you a little bit of best of both worlds. This is one of the worst, and the one we're watching next week with you is widely regarded, if as the, the best, best, or one of the best. So, ironically, I now granted I have not seen uh, the I've actually seen the episode we're watching next mm-hmm. before. It is the only other episode I've seen, and it was a long time ago. It was like in middle school when I saw it. Right, but I enjoyed this more than I enjoyed that one. Just, just because it was just so over the top campy. and so ridiculous and campy, and I, like that, entertained me more. I think, yes. and, and that that may change because, like I said, I haven't seen it in a while. I am going to give it an eight because I felt like it just, I, I didn't feel like it ripped me away from it or anything. I just enjoyed it the whole way through, and it didn't overstay its welcome. And thanks to Ashley. The I'll round that up. The average is a seven point eight, so that's a lot higher than. That's pretty uh, sure. That, that's a lot higher than it has on. Well, you know, it's, yeah, it's it's pretty, pretty it's pretty darn high compared to the IMDb IMDb rating. Okay, so we are getting ready for next week's episode, our season two finale, the big hitter. Um, more on season three start time after that, after our question of the week as well before we jump into uh, possible plans about Season 3. So, how many of you have seen The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street? I have also seen have it. Have you seen it, Tabs? Nope. Wow! Oh, so it's a duel! Tabs didn't go to A duel of This wits. is... This <laughs> is... I, the, this I can talk about it, because this is my favorite episode. Well, no, we don't want to give away too much. Yeah, I'll yeah, just yeah, no, but like, technically, I didn't go to middle school. I was Wait. Old, so. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Tabs didn't go to middle school. So, so <laughs> we are down to just Corey and Tabs. Corey defending his championship, looking for a second week. Tabitha looking to start. Is it, Would this be your first reign? I think you won one before. No, She's won. Yeah, you've won. Okay. Yeah, so. I think you did one, too. So, here we go. Uh, champion's advantage means Corey goes last, so Tabitha will go first. Maple Street, USA, late summer. A tree-lined little world of front porch gliders, barbecues, the laughter of children, and the bell of an ice cream vendor. At the sound of the roar and the flash of light, it will be precisely 6.43 p.m. on Maple Street. This is Maple Street on a late Saturday afternoon. Maple Street in the last common reflective moment before the monsters came. I love this episode. Oh boy, Corey, you might actually have this one. Alright, so. <laughs> I already knew I was going to win. This isn't, <laughs> this isn't news. <laughs> Somebody is a little confident. Alright, so. After picking up on key clues that you guys dropped earlier, you guys were talking about communists. Alright. <laughs> so this episode. So it's the Cold War, right? Mm-hmm. The Russians won. They took over. They're going to drop. From the sky on the Maple Street <laughs> from the airships. So we're playing Wolfenstein? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's not say anything. Oh, boy, Tabs. First, no, can, can you tell me how close she was? No. Nope. No. No. <laughs> that is unfair. It's, it's not going to affect my answer at all. <laughs> she is. She can is. I, actually, yeah. Well, she is. Yeah, no, you don't. have to go and then we'll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Are you going to give a serious answer this time? No. Oh, well, I was like, <laughs> I was like oh. Um, yes. But, uh, it's always a serious answer. I'll cut out the no, don't worry. <laughs> okay. We. We. Um, so, monsters, right? Uh-huh. There was a man called the Great Kali. <laughs> okay, he was a large Indian man. Well, he still is a large Indian man. Yes. <laughs> So, he has this match called the Punjabi Prison, alright? He was going to face The Undertaker, but he was hurt. So, who replaced Kali, but a monster in The Big Show? And when did this take place? The Great American Bash. 2006? And that takes place in the summer. So, Corey is our winner. Two weeks in a row. Unreal. Truly. Oh! Oh! Slapping the hand away. Truly unreal. Yeah, Jared, do your caster stuff. <laughs> I don't do play-by-play. I do analysis. So, Corey will be back for his oof moment of the week it's to finish out season two. <laughs> uh, I haven't actually thought. Are we doing... I guess we're. I guess Corey can hold it over season two's break as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe not. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll see. <laughs> just take it away. <laughs> All right, it is time for question of the week. Last week we did not have one because it was a heavy episode and I didn't feel like making light of anything. Hey, you had a question, it's not a good question. So this week, what is your favorite good bad movie? The Room. I would have to say mine is either The Incredible Bulk or Birdemic. That sounds like a porno. It's not. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a movie. Entirely generated from Adobe, Adobe Reader, whatever. They use Comic Sans for all the fonts, and the giant bulk is purple. That's pretty. That sounds amazing. That's my new favorite movie. <laughs> I really like. Uh, what's that movie called? Uh, the Present. What Present. What? Oh, Matu Batu. Yeah. yeah. Matu Batu movie. That was good. <laughs> that was the effects good. on that were fantastic. Would uh, would the two thousand three version of SWAT starring Samuel Jackson. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, wait, I, I really, I really enjoyed that movie. <laughs> the first and only important Spider-Man with my boy Tobey Maguire. This has been the Rod Squad. Thank you guys so much for listening.